This episode of Story Institute's Ramblin' Verser is brought to you by Timeless Tales. We bring you travel and fun, creating new stories in your life. Enhance your stories now. like to just just bring that out in people, just bring joy out in people, give them a laugh, give them a smile. I think that's important, especially, you know, in, in the world we have today. Well, hello there and welcome to Story Institute's Rambling Verser Podcast, Episode 6. The voice that you just heard was that of Jacqueline Howard. She'll be our guest today. And I am John Murray III, the small part of the large crew that brings you Story Institute's Rambling Verser. Terry will be reading a poem today for you again, and uh, she will present the short story and poetry topics of the week. So, without further ado, we get on with the quote of the week. John S. Burroughs brings us the quote of the day here. To learn something new, take the path you took yesterday. Sometimes in writing, we have to revisit what, uh, what we already know, what our experiences have shared with us. Some of those experiences are that of, uh, of a childhood pet, or perhaps one we, we currently have as adults. Either way, uh, we're reflecting on a situation that brings great emotion out for us. It evokes that, uh, that emotion. So, uh, Terry will read to you this week's poem. Terry? To Flush My Dog by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Yet, my pretty sportive friend, life is to such an end that I praise thy rareness. Other dogs may be thy peers, haply in these drooping ears, and this glossy fairness. But of thee it shall be said, this dog watched beside a bed, day and night unweary, watched within a curtained room, where no sunbeam break the gloom, round the sick and dreary, roses gathered for a vase, in that chamber died apace, beam and breeze resigning. This dog only waited on, knowing that when light is gone, love remains for shining. Other dogs, in thy mind do, track the hares and followed through, sunny moor or meadow. This dog only crept and crept, next a languid cheek that slept, sharing in the shadow. Other dogs of loyal cheer, bounded at the whistle clear, up the woodside hying. This dog only watched in reach of a faintly uttered speech or a louder sighing. And if one or two quick tears dropped upon his glossy ears, or a sigh came double. Up he sprang in eager haste, fawning, fondling, breathing fast, in a tender trouble. And this dog was satisfied, if a pale thin hand would glide down his dewlap sloping, which he pushed his nose within, after platforming his chin on the palm left open. Well, thank you, Terry. And this week's poetry topic fits in nicely with the conversation we're going to have with Jacqueline Howard. Um, she reflects on some of her adventures with her own pet. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of Story Institute's Rambling Verser. Please feel free always to provide us feedback in iTunes or send us an email to ramblingverser at storyinstitute.com or even leave us a voicemail at 615-713-1783. Thanks and enjoy. We're here with Jacqueline Howard, uh, author of Son of a Dog, whose book is, is on Amazon and a few other websites. You can check out Jacqueline's work at JacquelineHoward.com. Welcome, Jacqueline, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, and thanks for having me on. 
So we want to find out, first of all, uh, why do you write? What, what inspires you to, to put the words on, on paper? You know, I, I'm a much better writer than I am orator, so, so that's um, probably reason number one. But really, um, I look at writing as an outlet. Like, it, it de-stresses me. It lets me get my feelings out. It lets me um, say things that um, maybe I wouldn't normally say um, in any other forum. And it's a great way to, uh, I think, reach people. You know, I kind of hinted at at what your focus is of your writing uh, when I mentioned the title of your book, Son of a Dog. Tell us a little bit more about that book and what, what inspired you to write it, also some of the characters and details that you have inside of it. Sure. Well, Son of a Dog is um, a kind of a play on words. It's definitely a dog book. It's about our greyhound, whose name is Max, but we often refer to him as son of a dog instead of saying the other thing because he um, often gets us into trouble um, in many embarrassing ways, and uh, he gets himself into trouble a lot. So I thought it would be kind of fun to write about him and uh, the antics that he's uh, gotten us into, that he's gotten himself into. Um, Most of the antics and stories in the book are heavily embellished, although I will say uh, that I broke the book up into two parts. Uh, It is a fun book, mostly in part two. In part one, um, I based that on uh, a real-life experience, which was Um, something that happened to me as a child. Uh, My parents had gotten me a puppy, which was just the greatest thing in the world to me. Um, But after a few months, my parents thought that the dog was, or the puppy was a bit too much work. So they ended up finding another home for him, and I was heartbroken. And I spent the next 30 years or so um, just pining away for a dog, and um, I was never in a situation where I could have one. When I lived at home, I couldn't have a dog because my parents didn't want it. When um, I went to college, you know, I couldn't have a dog at school. Um, And then when I finally moved out on my own, we couldn't have a dog because our place was too small. So when we finally got a house, I was able to adopt this dog, and I was just so happy to get him, and it was, you know, a highlight in my life. Um, And then we get into part two where the trouble begins, and he just causes all all sorts of problems for us. But fun problems. We still love him. Yeah. Well, and, and you know that's that, that that's uh, the interesting thing about pets is that is that they provide so much entertainment, but but also uh, add in a little bit more character to uh, to your life as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, uh, so where do you find new ideas to write about? Um, obviously, pets are, are a big thing with you, but uh, is, are there any other areas that 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 you you search for, or are pets the uh, the biggest source of your inspiration? Um, no, you know, I mean, Son of a Dog was really my first book, um, and I wrote that book really on a dare. Um, every year there's a competition called the National Novel Writing, um, what is it called, the Competition Contest. Yes, and, Yes, yes, thank you. And um, a friend of mine who was also a writer asked me to join in this competition or really challenge, which is to write a 50,000-word novel in a month, and and that's during the month of November. And I thought, there's no way I can do that. I have a full-time job. I have two small children. I've got the greyhounds and other responsibilities. There's no way I can do it. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? 
I've always said I was going to write a book. The years are going by. Let me just try it. And I ended up getting through it. And um, the, the output of that was son of a dog itself. And, you know, I came up with the idea because, uh, again, when, um, you know, that childhood incident always stands out in my mind. And I remember at seven years old actually saying to my mother, you know, I'll get you for this, for taking my puppy away. And one day when I grow up, I'm going to write a book about it and expose you. You know, I, I don't think I was quite that eloquent with, with my words, but that's pretty much what I said to her. So yeah. I thought, you know, that's what I'm going to write about. I'm going to write about, you know, the that incident, how much I really wanted a dog, and and then tie that into Max, who is the son of a dog, and um, the funny things that, that he does. So that's how that book came about. Um, you know, I'm working on a new book right now, which takes actually a totally different direction, and um, it's called Cruise to Nowhere. And that one um, really starts off uh, with um, two best friends who get laid off from um, the company that they work for, and uh, they end up, you know, getting into some funny situations from that. So, um, and that, what inspired me about that was that in my own company, we were experiencing some layoffs, and, um, you know, it was a little bit of a stressful time for me in November, not knowing if I was going to have a job or not, so um, it was good to have the distraction of writing the book and kind of taking a funny look, (laughs) if you can actually do that on um, what happens when people get laid off. So I guess, you know, the things that inspire me to write are really, um, you know, the real-life events that I take and really kind of blow out and um, exaggerate, if you will, and try to make them funny. You write from a business perspective as well in your in your day life uh, besides, using, uh, besides using your free time to write. Is there a difference there for you or, or both kind of flow – uh, flow out of the uh, out of the same uh, thought line. Well, you know, there, there's a huge difference. I mean, when I'm writing for work, which uh, my company is a financial services company, uh, and I'm writing for different audiences, and each audience is different. So I'm writing for consumers. I'm writing for industry trades. I'm writing for our salespeople. I'm writing for um, our senior executives. So they're all different and I have to approach each in a different voice and um, you know for example if I'm writing something for consumers I'll put I'll put things you know about say you know the Dow Jones uh, average in uh, layman speak if uh, but if I was writing on the same topic for our salespeople I would use more technical language around it because you know I know they're going to get that um, Whereas when I'm writing for myself, if you will, with, with Son of a Dog, I can really have fun and own that. It's a whole different type of audience. It's a whole different way of, of approaching writing. Like, whereas, you know, when I'm at work, um, you know, I'm not writing novels or books. I'm writing things like brochures or seminars or, or ads. When I'm writing the book, you know, I control that. It, it, you know, the format is whatever I want it to be. So um, there's a lot more um, control and leeway and creative license in doing that. So that, that's, that's one of the differences. You know, one of the major differences is just, you know, in, in having that creative license. So do you use the same sort of discipline in, in, in both where you, you know, you map out what you want to, to write and make sure that you edit it? pretty completely? Yeah, I mean, 
I think, yeah, I think in general, like my, my approach, no matter what type of media I'm writing for, is um, to really think, of, like, I, you know, I, I do an outline in my head. I've never actually done, a, you know, a real outline for anything. Um, I know in my head where I want all the pieces to fit and what those pieces are, and then um, it, it comes out on the paper almost like a giant puzzle. And I have to say, thank God for word processing software, because then I can kind of move those pieces of the puzzle around. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of thought goes into the messages that you want to convey and the feelings that you want to engage people in when you're writing, no matter what it's for. And, you know, that takes, it takes a lot of thought uh, and, I think, experience to really get it right. As you, as you write and, and as you put things together, uh, especially from the, the, the creative side and Son of a Dog, um, your audience is pretty, pretty unique, but also a, a very, very broad-reaching audience uh, as far as, as numbers. Uh, how, how has the response been, been to your book? So far, this response has been really good. And I can tell you, like, you know, writing, writing the book um, – it is a dog book, but I did want it to be specific to dog audiences. I think anybody who, as I like to say, is a fan of Murphy's Law when it happens to other people would enjoy the book. You know, I, I wrote it to be funny and not necessarily, um, you know, about dogs and, and loving dogs, although, you know, that really comes through in the book. But um, I do think that it reaches that broad audience. And then uh, it also does have a home with, with dog lovers and dog owners uh, who I think would definitely appreciate it more so than, you know, a more general audience. But more specific, you know, my dog is a retired rescued greyhound, and um, that's really the core audience for this book because uh, I think greyhound owners will see their own greyhounds in this book um, because of their quirks and some of the crazy things that, that they have been known to do. Um, you know, as far as, as response, like I said, it's been, it's been good. Um, I've, I've had feedback from people who aren't dog owners or even lovers to people who don't own the greyhounds. And, you know, the, the feedback has been really good. And I've also had some really good opportunities to get the book out in the public eye. So, for example, um, one of my Greyhounds rescue groups holds uh, an annual um, craft show or bazaar um, that I was invited to do a book signing at. So um, I got a lot of recognition and traffic in front of my book for that and, um, you know, was pretty successful with the signing, so that was good. The uh, Another opportunity I had was... Um, the uh, company that puts out Petty Paws, which is basically a, uh, a manicure system for pets, um, picked up on my book and has, is now using it as an upsell item on the website for Petty Paws. And that's been um, really successful as a test. So now we're looking to do that um, on an even broader scale. So um, you know, I've been really happy with the feedback. I mean, it, I, I can't tell you how much it means to me as as an author to have people read my work and knowing all of the labor and thought that went into it and having them come back to me and say, you know, I love that book. It, it, it really made me laugh. And that makes me feel good because it's making them feel good. 
Yeah, the, the one thing I found particularly important in, in your book and, and very well done was the, the use of, of dialogue. Uh, you don't just say, you know, this is this is what so and so said. This is what so and so said. But but you get into a good amount of conversation within the book and add enough detail so that somebody wants to turn the next page. Um, is that something that you've developed over time, or do you get that from you know from other writing experiences? How, how does that work out for you? Well, you know, I think I think it's it's just a style that I kind of kind of developed just from reading. You know, other books. I mean, I'm I'm a big reader. You know, so uh, so obviously I'm reading a lot. Um, and what what holds my interest is is a is a quick read. You know, and a quick read to me is um, not giving a ton of detail. Like I don't want to spend a lot of time describing um, you know what someone's wearing because I don't think that's really that important most of the time. Uh, what's really important is the relationship and the interaction between the characters. So. That's why I bring in like a lot of dialogue into the book, and even with with the book that I'm um, finishing up now, um, a, a lot of dialogue because I think it's important to really know who the characters are, and the only way you're really going to know that is is not only through their actions, but through through their interactions with other people, or in the case of Son of a Dog, animals. So you know. I, Again, I think it's just, um, you know, it really became like a personal preference in what I'd like to read and bringing that into my own work. You were talking about audience feedback before, and, you know, that, that seems to energize you um, a, a, as a writer. Uh, have there been any situations where, uh, where you look back at it and said, you know, I, I wish I would have uh, wish I would have shared more. I wish I would have uh, had a, another conversation with uh, with the people uh, praising praising my book, or or has it all turned out pretty well for you so far? Um, you know, it's it's really turned out well. I, you know, I mean, I honestly, I guess, you know, part part of it's because I can be a ham, and part of it because I really do enjoy making other people laugh. And your stories, your stories do that, uh, especially in the Son of a Dog. They're, they're very humorous moments, and you know, you said you embellish some of it, but but it's still they're they're still pretty well told, so that you, know, you can pick it up at any point and read through through those things and get a good good chuckle out of it. Right. Well, th- thanks for saying that. I mean, really, you know, I, I, in in any of the writing that I do, like for for myself, you know, outside of uh, outside of my day job. I I want it to be funny. I don't you know I don't necessarily want to write anything serious. I don't want to write anything sad. You know I want to uplift people. I want I want them to laugh. You know I I I think anyway that I have a pretty good sense of humor. I mean like one of my friends always kids me that my my personal slogan should be at least I think I'm funny. Um, so uh, and I do and hopefully other people do too. And um, I'd like to you know, give that gift to other people, the gift of laughter. And, um, you know, in writing Son of a Dog, you know, nothing bad happens to my dog. Uh, for the most part, most of the bad things happen to uh, to the main character, who is me. So, again, like I, you know, I like to just, just bring that out in people, just bring joy out in people, give them a laugh, give them a smile. I think that's important, especially, you know, in, in the world we have today. Is there any particular advice you you would give to to, to authors in general? For for new authors, I would say, or someone who's you know embarking on their first book, I, you know, I say I say go for it, 
do it. You know, I'm so glad that my friends, you know, basically dared me to, to enter this challenge. I thought, oh, God, I could never, ever finish that. And, and fortunately for me, I did. And it was a great sense of accomplishment. But go into it knowing that you really have to be dedicated to, uh, to your book and you really have to have a passion for what you're writing about. You really have to understand and know what you're writing about. And uh, it's, it's really it's going to be a lot of work. But at the same time, um, you know, if writing is really something that someone wants to do, then um, I think they'll get a lot of enjoyment out of, out of it. I mean, there's going to be some frustrating moments. Uh, you know, I think every author has them. But there will be, you know... The, this amazing feeling of accomplishment when you get to the end of your book, you know, it's all edited and there it is. And it's, it, and it's a tangible that you can hold in your hands. Um, as far as what you're writing about, um, you know, again, definitely needs to be something that you're passionate about and know about, but also know your audience, you know, and who your audience is. I mean, going into Son of a Dog, I had a pretty clear idea of, of who my audience was, and I made it broad enough where I knew that I could possibly find some success with the book. So, you know, again, with, with, with Son of a Dog, I mean, anybody can pick it up and I think enjoy it. I mean, people have given me that feedback. Um, but I also know that there's a specific niche market that, that, I, can, um, that I can target with it. So, um, you know, is it important to me to like make a lot of money with my book? Well, that would be nice. You know, really, you know, I did it because I, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And as you mentioned, I'm, I'm a professional writer at my day job. But, um, you know, to actually write for me and to actually write a book, to be able to say I am an author is, is just so, um, such a great feeling for, for, for me. And I'm really proud of it. And, um, you know, I, I hope anybody going into this um, gets to experience that kind of pride and self-accomplishment as well. So one thing you mentioned there was about um, knowing your audience and and how how well you know your audience. How much how, how much does marketing play into into what you have to do uh, to to capture that audience? It, how much time would you say you spent you spent to actually uh, writing or, ta- or practicing writing in general as opposed to once the book's out now you have to market it? I- you know what? <laughs> the real work starts with the marketing. And, you know, as a marketing professional, <laughs> I, I can tell you that. Unfortunately, I do have that marketing background. So, you know, I, I kind of know what to do. But um, definitely takes um, a lot of time to, um, to get your book out there. Uh, you know, like, um, you know, uh, even, even working with one of my dog's rescue groups, on um, you know on getting some some time with with them at their at their fundraiser where I could do the book signing, I, you know I had to reach out to people and really sell the book to them before they would let me come and do that. You know another thing that I've done is um, there's a magazine that's dedicated strictly to greyhound owners, so I made sure you know I got in touch with the editor of that magazine and, and talked about my book to her. And asked her, you know, if, if they would do a review for it. And um, thankfully, they they've agreed, and um, the review hasn't come out yet. But I'm hoping it's going to be good, and that'll get me some more time. And even um, 
partnering with uh, with Petty Pots, as I mentioned, and getting it as a, an upsell item with them. Um, you know, again, no, you really need to know your audience. Is selling your book is what you want to do. So, and then just hitting the pavement, you know, pressing the palms, reaching out to um, the, the people who will be able to give you quality partnerships and people who will want to um, interact with you. And, uh, and when you're doing that, let them know what's in it for them as well. You know, so, um, for example, in reaching out to the rescue group, you know, what was in it for them? Well, you know, I gave them a percentage of sales from the book signing. Um, what's in it for the, for the magazine? Um, you know, they're going to be able to, um, you know, have some content for their magazine, which they're always looking for. Uh, what's in it for the for Petty Paws? Well, you know, they, get, they, they know that their audience is going to be people who would really enjoy reading my books, so they're getting percentage of those profits. So, um, you know, know your audience, know who the right partners are, you know, identify those people, and, uh, and just reach out to them and be persistent with it. I think that's you know, pretty consistent what we've been hearing across the board as we've talked to different writers and authors is that you know, just because you have that final product out there doesn't mean it's going to take off and sell. You have to assert the effort afterwards. Right. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's just enough to put your book on a shelf. It's not enough to, to have your book on Amazon. There are hundreds of thousands of books out there. Make your book stand out. Make you stand out. And um, it's not easy. You, know, you really have to be creative about it. But, um, you know, another thing I would encourage writers to do is to network. Network with, with other writers. Network with publishers. Um, there's so many resources online where people can do that. And it's, and it's important, you know, to, to, get, to get your name out there. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jacqueline. Did you have anything else that you would like to add? Thank you for taking the time to talk to me about about the book. Um, you know, it really was a labor of love, and uh, I'm really, you know, honored that you um, wanted to speak to me about it and to let me share it with with uh, with your um, with your audience. Uh, that you know, that's just phenomenal. So I hope they enjoy the interview, and if they pick up the book, I hope they enjoy the book as much as I enjoyed writing it. We're good. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, and you can catch more of Jacqueline's work at JacquelineHoward.com. We truly do appreciate Jacqueline for joining us. Now here's Terry with our short story and poetry topics of the week. Terry? Here's our short story topic for the week, Missing Pet, Bunny Gone. When Jill's pet rabbit went missing, her friends jumped to help her find him. He was last seen in his cage, chomping on a carrot. Small signs of how he got out, escaped, or was taken away still remain in his home. Tiny strips of fabric, bright green cloth, are trapped on the caged lock. Jill's friends start asking questions of everyone in Jill's family and neighbors. They find bunny footprints in the dirt leading toward the fence. They also find... Decide on the other characters. Decide on the name for each character, including the bunny. Decide on the story shared by each person interviewed. Decide on extra evidence found. Decide on the path the sleuths take to find the furry friend. Decide on the storyline. Decide on your direction. Decide on the story and write. Post it to our website at storyinstitute.com or share elsewhere. But write and enjoy. And this week's poetry topic, By Candlelight. The small flicker of a flame, the dripping of that wonderful hot wax, the subtle warmth of the fire represents a candle in full use. Think about the wick as it stands before it provides a comfort. Think about the small beads that form as the heat ravages the delicate wax. 
Think about the small glimmer of sparks the newly formed light provides. Focus on the process of finding the flame of the candle. Focus on the burning that provides the glow. Focus on the activities you can accomplish as a flame flies from one breath of air to another. Keep your thoughts focused and glowing, but create the essence of the candle. Post it here or share elsewhere, but write and enjoy. Well, thank you for those topics, Terry, and thank you for joining us at this episode of Rambling Verser. Join us next week for new topics, new ideas, and new authors. Until then, imagine, enhance, and grow your story.